0: Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of the Three Things Podcast. I'm super pumped to be joined by a buddy of mine from Strength Faction, Chris Cooper. Um, don't be alarmed, I don't think I call him Chris at any point in this podcast. Everyone calls him Coop um, or Cooper. Um, so when you hear me call him Coop over and over again, we're still talking about the same guy. Coop is a licensed massage therapist and strength coach and also a business owner out in the island that is strong. We have a great conversation about self-care and how to go about that, implementing different strategies into your life. This is a great conversation. I would definitely recommend you get your pen and paper out. These are great topics that we cover that definitely don't get enough love in the industry. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you could drop a review or a rating of this podcast, Coop and I mostly, Would really appreciate it. Um, Thank you so much guys. Again, enjoy this episode and we'll see you next week.
1: Everybody calls me Coop. I'm a, a trainer, strength coach, and massage therapist on, on Long Island in uh, Massachusetts Park. What was the other question?
0: So who, what, who, where, what, why?
1: Why? Why do I do what I do? Because I like helping people move better and realize their full potential.
0: That's awesome. And is the, the LMT, is that, is that like a new thing? within like the last like year or so
1: i actually started so i went to school to be a pt to, mm-hmm. to go on that track um then it kind of took a side turn where i graduated with um a bachelor's in in health science and then pt school didn't kind of didn't work out so i was like all right what's what's my alternative like what can i do and there was a uh, massage therapy school in the city. So I was like, ah, let me check this out, see what it's all about. And it was kind of the same, same alley, just a different, different approach. Um, and then in my last, my last semester or my second to last semester, they started a personal training, um, program. It was like a two 12 week, uh, courses on personal training. So I was like, I wasn't going to do it. And then one of my, one of my friends was like, just, just do it. Like they go hand in hand, just do it. Stop being a little baby about it and, and um, do it. So I was like, all right, why not? And then did that. Uh, I took my licensing exam in January and then I took my NSCA uh, certification test like two weeks later. I was like, all right, now I'm done. Now, now what the hell am I going to do?
0: There you go. Now what? Um, you are, you kind of sold your introduction short. So I got to kind of like rehash you. You're like super modest. Like I, so I'm, I had the, have had the pleasure of knowing Coop. I know he said his name is Chris. I don't think anyone, but his grandmother and maybe his wife calls him that. Um, I've had the pleasure of meeting Coop through Strength Faction. Um, Coop is one of the people who, I, I don't know if we started at the same time or if you were like one semester ahead of me, but I've never been a member of Strength Faction without you. And I've, I've been on for like six or seven semesters, so um, you're an OG.
1: I think think this semester is my sixth. You're an OG. Um, Yeah, uh, it would have been one semester earlier, and then I kind of didn't do it, and then uh, KCAL told me to just do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I
1: get talking to things very easily, apparently.
0: Yeah, I was, I was one semester shy and then Frank Duffy was raving about it. So I jumped in, um, back to back Frank Duffy mentions on this podcast and he's still yet to do an episode. So I'm just going to throw that in there. Maybe he listens. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Um, but you, you call a gym. What's that?
1: Put the vibes out there, and you
0: never know. I'll just yeah, I'm just gonna just loosely. I've like given a lot of uh, informal invitations to this podcast through episodes with other people. Um, you co-own a gym. Yes. yes you yes. you like kind of casually just meant like left that out. Um, that, yeah. It's active movement performance.
1: Yeah.
0: But goes by AMP. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now we're getting now we're getting someplace, um, and recently. And I want to, so if people who may be joining in on this, this is their first episode, the three things is three things, three topics, three conversations that Chris literally is just sitting here on the other side of the screen. Like he has no idea what I'm going to ask him. Um, I typically do very few episodes. I'm sure people can tell which ones do so I just like roll in and just hit record and just wing it. Um, but what's nice about this, Coop, I know we've kind of tried to do a podcast in the past. i was kind of fickle. I kind of suck, but now we're making it happen and I'm glad we're doing it now because you recently gave an in-service uh, to a couple other people and you've, you've been doing this, this in-service or this presentation on self-help. And I want to kind of dive into that more. Um, you, you remember the in-service you gave, right? Like, yeah. It's the, the yeah. <laughs> like just yeah. staring at me. I'm like, Oh, maybe he doesn't. So, but what I think was really, and I want to start with this. So the first thing, cause you post about this in strength action. So that was kind of the whole, like I'm at coop and strength action background coming full circle here is it was I, and correct me if I'm wrong I'm trying to remember this Facebook post has been a while but it definitely stood out in my mind of, of it was Todd or what Chris there's one someone in strength action one of the guys said you know you got to you know just do something that you've always wanted to do but have always kind of been nervous or hesitant to do um, and I think I might be paraphrasing that and then you were like um, "Man, this is something that I'm really passionate in and I and you did it um, is this all ringing a bell? Am I too far off? Oh,
1: no, you're exactly on point. <laughs> I, rem- I remember it was Todd's post. I think, I don't know if it was a, a strength faction lesson or it was just a random um, post that he put out and said, if there's something you want to do, just, just go out and do it.
0: So the first thing based off of that is one, is it that easy? Is it, man, I haven't done this. I need to just do it. Or what were some of the steps that you took to say, okay, I've been teeter tottering about doing this. And and maybe that's just the the simple push you need or, or where did you have to kind of get to kind of one create, you know, like a formalized, you know, presentation slash in-service slash something that really matters to you. And we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, But what was that kind of pro, like that mindset? Like, what was the switch for you?
1: I think it was just the words that I needed to see to just kind of go and do something. Like the idea was kind of in the back of my head and I had like things that I was doing um, and things that I would kind of pass along to clients and tell clients to do, but I'm terrible at taking my own advice. And then Todd's post that just said, if there's something you want to do, just go out and do it. And I'm like, you know what? You're, you're right. There's something I want to do. And I've been in this almost 13 years and I've seen the ups and downs throughout my entire career of things that I've done, right. Things that I've totally screwed up on and ways that I could help incoming trainers help themselves.
0: That's awesome. my
1: um, My first contact was, with one of my teachers at the Swedish Institute where I took my personal training uh, course and I reached out, I said, Hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking. I think it would be a big help to some of the students and just so they have an idea of what they're getting themselves into before they're actually taking on clients and kind of knowing some of the, the pitfalls that could come in the early years, like, like taking on too many clients too early, taking on clients that aren't a good fit for you, taking clients at times that don't really match up with your schedule. I mean, those were the probably the biggest three pitfalls for me early on. And then it kind of just, once I put it out there to to him, I was like, well, now I actually have to. Have to do it. Something, <laughs> and put something together. Was it, was, it, was, it was almost... A, it was almost a refresher for me to go through some of the steps that I've taken. Um, and in a lot of ways it was, it was kind of cathartic at the same time.
0: That's crazy. Cause we could do a whole another podcast episode on just those three early, early career pitfalls um, um, and probably talk an hour on each one. Um, so 13 years and in uh, a Facebook post kind of gave you the push off the cliff that you needed. What kind of, so it, it's, it always starts as like the idea in the back of the head back of your mind, but like, why, why was it relevant to you? Like, why did you think that like a self-help for trainers, which I think is brilliant by the way. Um, I think that's something that you should like publish because I think a lot of people, especially like you're, like you're saying, like young trainers getting into this field and, and people making the switch. I think, um, uh, coach Fury, Steve, uh, Coach Frey Hollander always says something like, like when you make the jump from enthusiast to like actually like in the career, like people should know about this, but what outside of your own, is there anything outside of your own kind of pitfalls that you wanted to really kind of jump in and and make this thing a reality?
1: Um, I think it was, it was some of the, I was doing more research into things that I don't do myself, but that I could do myself or that other people might, have an interest in I so started looking at different aspects of of self-care and, and where people need to focus their attention and, and we all pretty much put a, attention into like taking care of our, taking care of, of ourselves physically but I think we kind of do a terrible job of taking care of ourselves psychologically
0: and this is for is this specifically for like trainers in like the fitness industry
1: um I mean it could go beyond the fitness industry yeah. but i think anybody that, that that's in an industry where they're taking care of other people and not like a like a service industry per se but where you're interacting with people on a daily basis and you're having to give of yourself to people so this can apply to coaches trainers physical therapists chiros yeah. massage.
0: anyone in the medical field
1: anybody in the medical field Caretakers. I mean, kind of. It's kind of a wide, wide um
0: category. So you you've so you did it. First of all, like people like the punchline is like you you did it.
1: Yeah. Well, I I did it for the school first, and it didn't go terrible. So I was like, (laughs) maybe I'm onto something here, where I can, where I can uh do something with this and then I was on a, a vet Q&A with with Todd and Chris and I kind of just asked did I ask him on the oh no I, I talked to so at the the uh, strength action seminar at Iron Lion uh, I was talking to Kaycal about it and she's like why don't you just ask Todd to like take over a, a Q&A? and I'm like that's a big a big step in in my like thought process. So it was like it's a pretty big step to to go from like teaching it to students, which is kind of easy. I can I can deal with that, but teaching in front of, of peers is, is a little more nerve-wracking. So then I got on, on a VEC QA and I was like Todd like can I just take over a QA at one at some point and go over this. This is my idea. I want to kind of kinda roll with it. And then it turned into me asking how he got him and Chris into doing in-services for Equinox. And I was like, like how, how did you go about doing that? And he says, like, you know somebody to get him in. And he's like, if this is at a point where you like it, um, I'll, I'll pass along your information and maybe we can get something rolling. So I was like, all right, let's just add that to, to the pressure cooker.
0: Well, it's funny. Like, it's funny because, like – so full disclosure, I was not on that vet q and I did. I have not heard this presentation. Um, shame on me. So the presentation was on the vet <laughs> Q&A. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm too much of a pussy to actually stay up that late. Um, but it's funny because like, I hear you talk about this and I've seen it. And that's kind of what kind of pushed me over the edge of like, like get you on a podcast and talk about it is it's like the thing that no one ever talks about in personal training. And it's like, yes, like you have the, you know, maybe it's a high, uh, you know, pay rate per hour. Maybe it's you have the social interaction and you're a wild extrovert and you have the social interaction that you desire. Maybe you are an enthusiast and it's just something you're, you're, you like, and you're passionate about. Maybe it's, you know, the list goes on and on, but no one ever talks about like how to actually have a long, like longevity in your career. It's because the. Personal trainers have a ridiculous burnout rate. Um, you know,
1: it Thursday, it was like, it's, I think, like two years, three years, something like it, that. If, yeah, um, it's, it's three. somewhere
0: just over two. Um, you know, I think like the latest statistic I've seen is somewhere around 28 months, which is wild. Like, it's the lowest barrier to entry, I think, of maybe any industry um, where you can just say you're a personal trainer and some place will probably hire you just if you say yeah. you're a personal trainer. Uh, and, it's like it's so easy to get in and it's so easy to get out of but then you've got guys like yourself that have been in the industry for 13 years and own a gym and have been training and and kind of expanding your own curriculum as to what you do personally what has kind of been things that that you've done and maybe maybe even if you can flip the coin on that too like what are some things that you weren't doing but like you mentioned the three pitfalls but what were some things that you did early on in your career really well that kind of helped snowball into a 13-year and I would say successful career to date Chris Cooper.
1: I think I had a big gap in my schedule in the afternoons. So I'd work like a morning shift and then I would work the night shift, like a typical split shift for a trainer. Yep. I think having that big gap allowed, allowed from allowed me to get a lot of things done. Um, but then I felt like I wasn't busy enough. And then I started taking clients at, at the wrong times again. Um, so I mean, early on, I started off doing that really well. I think on the flip side, there was a lot of travel time from place to place that I was, that I was working at.
0: That's definitely a New York thing in, in Northern Vermont. When you're at a place, man, you're not going from gym to gym. That doesn't, that's not a thing here. That's definitely a city thing.
1: Well, early on, I was going from gym to uh, massage therapy office.
0: Oh,
1: so I was putting one, one head on and then putting a second head on. So it was almost beneficial in a way that I had two different options. So I wasn't getting. Burned out just training people or just doing some some manual work. It was a little mix of both.
0: Now, was that was now now that's interesting because I would think that like having two separate hats it would be kind of like a relief and rather than a stress. Like
1: no, that's, that's what I'm saying. It was a okay.
0: Relief. Oh, gotcha. Okay, all right. I was sorry. My bad. I got confused because I know for me personally, like I go business mode during the day, and then three o'clock hits, and then I go trainer mode. Until I go home and I get to like end the day in trainer mode, which sometimes is good and sometimes sucks, and I don't like it. Um, But likewise, like you know this from like a business perspective, like when you're sitting in front of a phone all day and you're you're calling people because their credit card number bounced or. They've, they've, you know, whatever, like had some weird like account issue. And you're like, this is pretty terrible. This is not what I want to do. And then you get to go coach deadlifts. And you're like, this is the greatest thing in the world. Um, you know, like it goes both ways. But if you could, and I asked Joe Gambino this on the last podcast episode, whatever number that was, forty something. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. People always say they're like, oh, hindsight's always one. But like, obviously, that's kind of what helps people who maybe want the hindsight. Um, what would you do? 13 years ago, you go back in time, you find young baby Chris Cooper. I'm sure you still had that nice little beard. Um, I had no beard. Wow. I, you know, that that looks like a seasoned oh, beard.
1: Oh, it's very seasoned. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is kids right here.
0: <laughs> I can't wait. So this is bald patch right here on my beard. That's the last four weeks of my life. Um, um, so what would yeah, you tell yourself?
1: No beard. And I was probably like 40 pounds lighter.
0: Uh well, well, hold on. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin the speed round here, but what would you tell, what would you tell yourself 13 years? Like to maybe we just, you're getting like young Chris Cooper getting into the entry. What would you tell yourself?
1: Find the path that you want to take.
0: Did you not do that?
1: No, I, I I think, I don't think I really hit my stride until I would say six years ago I kind of found like the path that I wanted to take so like really half half of my career was just kind of middling in not knowing the direction I wanted to go
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think once I made the decision to, to open the gym that well this was before I made that decision but I knew I was better working with clients that needed some like rehab help Mm
0: -hmm. or,
1: or help getting through some pain. I think with the background with the massage therapy license and the personal training, I had a better insight into what I could do and what I was legally allowed to do than other people. So I could take on the more challenging clients that weren't necessarily ready for just like the generic workout.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because that's not really what I thought you were going to say. Um, I don't really know what you were going to say, but I'm surprised like, cause in my head I'm like, you know, like six years is a long time to like quote unquote like float around like in the fitness industry. We just talk about like burnout and everything like that. So you must've been doing, I don't know if you're giving yourself enough credit. I'm just reading between the lines here because that's like six years is like, that's like legit, like, that's like a, a snowball starting to roll there, and I think there may be some things that you were doing in those six years that may have worked well, but um, clearly, maybe it's your own yeah, self-awareness.
1: I, I, I mean, I had a a good client load that I, mm-hmm. that I was working with. Um, that kind of made everything fun and wasn't too stressful.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to pivot back to the uh, to the self care. What? What are kind of like the pillars or the the big block items that you advise people to kind of pay attention to? you kind of touched on them a little bit, like people who maybe like they take care of themselves physically but they don't take care of themselves emotionally like what are some of those other big block items that people should be really kind of working to be more self aware of
1: um I think taking care of themselves psychologically or mentally is, is a That's I've kind of taken to heart since joining the Strength Faction. Mm -hmm. um, The one thing that I've put into the the presentation that I did was doing a brain dump on whatever day that you choose, usually like a Sunday, um, and just figuring out what's going through your head and then kind of processing it to see. How you can make sense of it?
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's probably one of the biggest things that I've done. I do it Monday mornings, which I don't. I wish I could do it Sundays, but I'm so like turned off from like work on Sundays that I can't bring myself to do it until like first thing, like coffee and the brain dump Monday morning. Um, what? So like what outside like the brain dump and emotional well being is something that I think is really important, and, and I work with a young like a, a young population. So I work with kids, uh, starting at age seven, they go all the way up through college. And, and these are like the little tactics that just like any, I think any quote unquote normal average adult, uh, would be, but I find myself giving advice to these kids. It's kind of the same thing where it's like, okay, you guys clearly, you know, like I, I just don't think that kids have like context or young athletes have context you know, as far as taking care of themselves, um, because they've always had parents that kind of do it for them. Um, what are some of like the initial things you would give advice to a client or maybe if you could even like talk to yourself, uh, uh, and just say like, okay, like we know you clearly have a desire or a need of, of more emotional support, um, or psychological support, outside of the brain dump, what are some other things that you might advise or kind of say, here's some small steps that you should start taking?
1: Uh, like a five-minute meditation or just even just a five-minute laying on the ground and breathing just to bring yourself back to normal.
0: Yeah. Have you ever used Headspace or anything like that? I've tried it. Not a, not a, I, you know, Um, I feel like the voices probably wouldn't be the biggest help No. but then again, my own voice in my head is probably not the biggest help.
1: (laughs) My, so it's it's the same. I try to use the same music as when I sit down to program or to write. I use, uh, film scores. Okay. I pop on Pandora and I have, the film score station on and i just popped that on. That's the legit. Awesome work is if there's something a crazy movie with their film score but like typically it's there's a lot of pirates of the caribbean movies so it's a lot of that music.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well that's like it's like super iconic films too like those all you need is like the imperial march and you're probably set. Um
1: well, yeah, all of a sudden you're, you're laying there doing like a five-minute breathing and the theme song, the Star Wars, comes flaring in. It's like, whoa!
0: Oh. <laughs> what? When you started doing this, this, this you know, this ins, I call it an in-service. I don't know what you call it, but I, I think of it as something like an in-service.
1: I, I, yeah, I guess it was kind of like, a, like an in-service. Was what was, like a in-service.
0: What was your biggest surprise? Like what surprised you the most when you were doing it? It can be related to like self-care or not. But like you sat down, you're doing this. Like, what was your biggest surprise?
1: That people got more out of it than I intended.
0: Interesting. You sell, man. You sold your introduction short, and you're selling this topic short, man. Like, this is like stuff that people, like, literally no one talks about. Well, and
1: that's that's the thing. Like, I was like, all right, like, I want, I want to do this, and I think it's beneficial, and I knew it would be beneficial for, like, like newer, newer coaches coming into the industry, but having. Some of the people that are on straight faction like chime in and some i mean some of the people on on the faction call are probably like one or two years in but there, there were some vets like is a vet michelle is a vet um and to hear them bring up bring up some of the stories that they had and then reaching out for feedback after uh kind of enlightened me that it's kind of needed across the board
0: it It is, you know, I, I've been coaching for uh, a decade now uh, going into 2019. It'll be tw- 10 years. And like, I haven't started caring about it until the last year. And, well, now you, have, now you have a kid that's, but even before that, like I kind of maybe like saw that on the horizon and was like, okay, this is going to be like a landmark change in my life. But it's, it, it, it it kind of like, I changed the question and it always stems, obviously, like when you think about like work career, like the question of like, what do I want my job to be for me rather than what do I want my job to be for other people? Like, what is my role as a, as a trainer, strength coach, whatever to this team or this client or this, uh, you know, 72 year old woman, you know, it, it it kind of shifts from that to what do I want the title personal trainer? What do I want the title director to be for me and then kind of working backwards from that. And I think self-care for me has started there in a hardcore professional sense before. And I haven't even like gone to the point of like on a personal level. And do you, have you found that where like it stems around a profession, but it also like, like where's the line between profession and personal life?
1: Yeah. That's, I think that's a big part of it. It's finding fun, that, that, separation between being at work and and being home and not just being at home, but being present while you're
0: home. Yeah. 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 Cause that's something that I think with personal trainers and people in fitness is we all get into it because we probably have our own endeavors, our own story, our own why that probably centers around fitness. But then all of a sudden you're in fitness and you're like, this is not what I thought, or this is, This is more than what I anticipated. Now, what do I do? I think it's
1: way more than you anticipate.
0: Oh, it's it's unreal. But that's where I think that this this self topic of self care is like doesn't have. And the punchline to bring it full circle, I guess, because I go off on a rant here, is it's not just people in the first year or students getting gearing up for the industry. It's people who, you know, like me or or the, the vets or even like you to an extent. Obviously, it's your presentation maybe you are talking to yourself when you do this um we talk about star wars maybe you are master yoda in yourself but it's like we have to be reminded of it like all the time because we're probably in it way more than someone in the first year would be um yeah rant over
1: i think that was part of the presentation was kind of taking a look and assessing where i was at with certain things and taking a look at well where can i improve upon a certain thing like what do i want to try like what what could i try that would make this better what don't what don't i want to do what kind of negative things could i eliminate that would um make my life a little easier a little bit better um shout shout out to todd for table of stable growth for that
0: that shit's legit
1: that is legit i think I think the, the example I used in my presentation was the, the hexagon kind of, kind of model.
0: Elaborate. So like,
1: I, think I had like six or seven different categories that I was talking about.
0: Where? So, so I'm listening to this podcast. I mean, I'm probably, I mean, I'm here. So like maybe I'm not going to actually listen to it, but someone's listening to this podcast. they are like, all right, I clearly think that this is something that I should do. Where do people find more information about you? and or these topics preferably written by you
1: preferably written by me well i haven't written anything yet so i should probably get on top of that
0: uh, outside
1: of outside of writing the presentation and the powerpoint i haven't done much
0: was that q a recorded yes yes It was. That sounds like you have it then boom <laughs> boom cooper boom uh but where, uh, on a serious note, where do people find more Chris Cooper? Which, if you have forgotten, his, you know, Coop's first name is indeed Chris. Um, well, don't Google Chris Cooper because then you're
1: going to find the actor.
0: I don't even know who the actor Chris Cooper is. Hold on. I oh, you would, you
1: would definitely know if you saw him. He was in Born Identity.
0: Uh, oh, my gosh. He, he's the bad guy this, in everything. Thank you. He <laughs> is the bad guy in everything. He wow. Was in a movie. He, um, he has aged tough, though. You, I think, are going to age much better than this guy. Like this young picture, wow. Whoa, okay. All right. Um, so don't Google search Chris Cooper because you'll get this guy. Um, wow, now I'm going down like the kingdom, the town, the Muppets, ident- Sea Biscuit, yeah, October Sky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Don't, don't Google search Chris Cooper. You should actually go to.
1: If If you're going to Google me, you're going to have to put like strength coach or personal trainer behind it. And then you'll find probably most of my, my stuff.
0: Chris Cooper amp training. And yes. where did you say Manasquaka? Massapequa. 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 The island that is strong. Um, and I'll definitely put like the websites here, Jim, in the show notes and everything too. Um, not the Google search Chris Cooper because, wow. Um, it's just mind-blown right now. I, I didn't even know who this guy was. With all my megging. Glory. So I'm glad now that's a good little segue into the speed round. Yeah, you just so you just segue into the speed round. The speed round, for those of you that have listened to the last 10 or so episodes, know this is my favorite part of the damn podcast. The three things is whatever. The speed round is the lifeblood and keeps me coming back. So, Chris Cooper, the speed round is a series of questions. I have seven of them right here written mm-hmm. down, and uh, they can be as short or as long or as detailed as you would like. Are okay. you ready? I'm ready. Okay. How many pairs of leggings do you have? Uh, seven. Seven. Which one is your favorite? I'll tell you my favorite. If you tell me your favorite, I have a favorite of- pair of your leggings.
1: Well, you tell me your fa- your favorite.
0: Uh, it's clearly the like the muscle ones, like oh, that are like favorite, those are like. Well, the first time I saw those, I I it took me a minute to realize what I was looking at, and then when I realized, it was like like a like a anatomical legging print one I realized that you are a nerd and that is probably the nerdiest article of clothing and I think you were even doing squats or deadlifts where like you were doing legs wearing legs leggings um and then I had like another appreciation of just like how you brought it full circle. Like that's like the most ultimate, like I work in fitness and yes, I have anatomical makings that I wear when I do like that. Uh, I always go on a search
1: for the matching top, but I can't seem to find them.
0: Where, where do you even get those?
1: Just Google anatomy leggings.
0: That's amazing. Um, I think one's holiday gift guide right there. Boom. I should do a three things holiday gift guide. I might do that. That's amazing. Uh, all right, where? And this is the typical New York question, man. I gotta. I'm gonna keep this going. Where does upstate New York start? Westchester. What? How? Joe Gambino said the same thing. He said Westchester up.
1: Yeah, Westchester on up.
0: So There's what's Syracuse?
1: Up. Oh, that's just way upstate.
0: What's like Buffalo? Oh,
1: granted, I went to school in Onondaga, so like I'm used to like upstate New York.
0: So that's but like what, so I think of upstate and I'm a Vermonter. You're a Vermonter but you went to Plattsburgh. I did. Yes. New Plattsburgh. That's like, re- that's real that's, upstate. That's like, that's like Canada. That's, um, that's what was. I was like. That's like the, that's the border. Uh, we,
1: we had a, we had a meet in college in, in St. Lawrence and we stayed. Our hotel was in Medina. I was yeah. like, yeah. Canada.
0: Yeah. No, that's like the Arctic circle. Um, anything North of Albany. Like that's I feel like Albany North is upstate, but
1: it, it depends on who you're talking
0: to. I know the people on the Island, really anyone in the city definitely says North of Westchester. Um, the best is people who say different and they get like publicly shamed because of it.
1: My, my uh, wife says once the Sprain parkway becomes the
0: Taconic. Oh, the Taconic wolf. Okay. Oh, the Taconic, which
1: is pretty much Westchester.
0: That uh, is like Westchester. Okay. Yes, it's maybe a little bit more north, but it's still like Westchester. Up um, is Long Island the strongest island? Yes. All right. Um, if there was no fitness industry, what other industry would you be working in? Oh man, this uh, is an audio podcast. But if you guys can see the look of does his the face,
1: physical therapist count as the fitness industry?
0: Yeah, no PT. No PT. No PT, no personal trainer, no LMT. No, no nothing in it. Nothing in that. fitness. No, no, no rehab, no fitness, none of that. I, I don't know. <laughs> that's how you know you're in it, people. That's how you know you're in it. When you can't answer that, that's how you know. You should just say professional track athlete.
1: I'll go with that. That's right. <laughs> one time I was trained for that.
0: Well, there. See, there you just go right back to that. Just pick up the old, the old pastime there. Um, what is the one thing no one talks about when owning a gym?
1: It's the, the little, little costs that you don't think of examples, like like buying toilet paper and paper towels and soap and hand sanitizer and all the little things that nobody ever thinks of, but that you have to supply.
0: Everyone want to own a gym. No one wants to be the janitor. Yeah. That's so true. So true. Um, What is the best advice you've ever gotten?
1: The best advice I've ever gotten. Can I bring this full circle back to Todd and just say, do the damn thing? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do the damn thing, man. I love it. I love it. I love the fact too, like, to bring this whole podcast full circle. Like if you guys don't know who Todd Bumgarner is, you should go listen to his episode of the three things. Cause it's great. Um, but you know, like he is one of those people, he, it's the, the people who say do the damn thing and then are doing their own damn thing. You know, like Chris Cooper, like go do the damn thing. And then Chris Cooper has done the damn thing. You know, like when you get your own monkey off your back, I feel like you can then go tell people to get the monkey off their back and go do the damn thing. Exactly. That's the, ti- that's going to be the title of this podcast. Do the damn thing. Do Doing exactly. the damn thing with Chris Cooper. I like it. Or should I just say Coop? I don't if know. I say Chris Cooper, maybe I'll get like the Google analytics of the other guy, Chris Cooper. So might. I might have to use the full There is, name. There
1: is that SEO of Chris Cooper out there. So you might.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to have to just exploit your name um, yeah. for the, for the, the sacred likes and, and clicks of this podcast. Um, Chris Cooper, thank you so much for joining me on a late night Monday uh, to do a Three Things podcast. Thank you,
1: Casey.